This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for us to catch up for our regular fortnightly quarter with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, nice to have you with us. Good morning. It's uh, been a bit of a whirlwind of a week, hasn't it, in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic and suddenly having to kind of readjust our thinking. Um, Some of the specialists around the country now telling us that we should brace ourselves for the inevitable march south of the uh, COVID-19 virus. And indeed, we don't hear too much in the way of contradictory noise coming from the government about that. Uh, it's uh, It means we do need to brace ourselves. In terms of how your city might prepare, what would you say? I think this point was always inevitable. I don't think um, we necessarily expected it to happen as early as this, and, and the government have made it explicit now that they're transitioning away from the elimination strategy. And, and ideally, uh, we would have done that at a point where uh, we had uh, higher rates of vaccination uh, in the community, and, and in particular, the groups that we know have have, uh, have been left out of the vaccine rollout, our, our Māori and, uh, and Pacifica groups. Um, but this is the situation that we're in now, uh, and, and it means that it is more urgent uh, than it has been up until this point uh, for people to take advantage of, uh, of the vaccine program. It is the single best tool that we have uh, in terms of supporting our social and uh, economic well-being and, and it's great to see that uh, rates are as high as they are in, in Dunedin with close to 60% are fully vaccinated of the eligible population uh, as of yesterday which is the highest in the country but uh, we also know that um, that won't um, be uni- uniformly true across uh, age groups and, and neighbourhoods and uh, and, and ethnicity uh, in the city and so we have to ca- keep working hard to find the people who uh, who haven't taken up uh, the option and, and initiatives like uh, Tiklaika's mobile vaccination bus which will be uh, at the university today between 10 and 4.30 uh, are, a, are a great uh, are a great tool but uh, that is the that is the message now is that um, people need to, uh, if they are able, uh, get vaccinated as, as soon as they can because, uh, as you say, uh, in a country as small as this, uh, it does seem inevitable. COVID-19... Sorry. Yeah, COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins yesterday uh, announcing this National Day of Action on October the 16th there. Um, has there been any discussion about that uh, at, at, at council level? And um, what, if anything, do you know about how um, local authorities and others might play a part in that promotion? Um, not, at, not at this not at this point. It's certainly on the on the agenda for uh, for today, and 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 likewise, uh, it's something that uh, we'll be discussing with our, co- our colleagues around the country through uh, through local government New Zealand, because uh, it is certainly imperative that uh, we do everything we can uh, as a as a council and, and as a city to uh, to support the the drive for a higher vaccination rates. And so we, um, I guess, will wait to see how those numbers click over. There's been now more talk of a 
of a 90% rate plus uh, across Aotearoa New Zealand uh, being the desirable point to get to. It would have been encouraging for you to see that Dunedin was doing so well, relatively speaking, in terms of vaccination rates so far. Are you uh, um, aware, though, that there are some pockets of our Dunedin communities that still need to be reached? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is encouraging, and and ninety uh, percent feels like a a, a a floor, not a ceiling, in terms of the fact that you know we know that it's still only available to people that are twelve years old and over, and, and our our children uh, don't have access uh, to the vaccine rollout, and so it's important that um, as as many people as possible uh, do take it up to be able to protect them. Uh, yeah, there, there will there will inevitably be uh, groups that are harder to reach, and in particular, um, you know, there are uh, groups within the community who aren't registered with uh, a general practice, for example, and, and are harder to get hold of through the public health system. Uh, and, and I know that that's certainly been a focus of of Tekaika's work is is working to identify those groups and literally take the vaccine to them. Let's turn towards um, the recent decision from the council uh, around uh, making the main shopping street uh, one-way traffic uh, and tilted towards pedestrian use. Um, There's been the inevitable uh, response to that, some very uh, supportive of the move, others not, and um, I don't propose to to delve into all of that, but, but, but what might have been lost uh, somewhat in some of the response and reaction is the process and perhaps you could remind us uh, of the process of decision and making around that uh, well this is this is a, a conversation uh, with the community that has been that predates my involvement at the council the central city plan work they kicked off in around 2011. Uh, and and looked at and and it was tasked with looking at uh, how our city centre functions and and how we might be able to strengthen it um, in terms of uh, how yeah how you, how you strengthen your your centre city and the first uh, project was uh, the work that happened in the warehouse precinct which has been uh, significant and 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 it has been a great uh, way of demonstrating the the value of uh, local, uh, the local, of local government and, and private investment and private developers working together for public good outcomes. Uh, the second phase of the work is the retail quarter, which is, is focused on George Street, and and this has um, been going on for for years. Uh, there have been uh, pl- countless opportunities uh, for people to have been involved in that process and give feedback at the various stages of that as it, as it has informed uh, the decisions that council has taken. But uh, it's been uh, the clear direction of council for some time that our goal is to make our main shopping street a destination and not a thoroughfare. And, and we accept that, that that isn't a universally held view in the community, but it is the that those are the decisions that we have taken, and, and ultimately last week uh, we we made the, the the final decision, if you like, in terms of uh, how that stretch of George Street will 
uh, will function with that aim in mind uh, of it being a, a destination and not a thoroughfare. But it's a significant uh, decision, and, and 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 people are very invested in, in their city centre, and it's great that uh, that people um, care so deeply. And, and I think there isn't a single person uh, in the debate that doesn't want a positive outcome. There's just a divergence of opinion and how we get there. Some of the concerns are around, goodness me, are we really going to be able to cope with all of this work around the time of hospital redevelopment uh, and, and so forth? Um, this uh, work, when does it begin and when do we expect it to be completed by? So there's a, there's a bunch of work, what they call enabling works, uh, that is happening this year, uh, and that's dealing with... Um, Intersections and, and side streets uh, around you know, Hanover Street, St Andrew Street, uh, Falil Street, um, work that needs to be done uh, to support the redirecting of traffic that currently uses George Street to other parts of the uh, other parts of the city centre. That uh, work will uh, finish before Christmas uh, to uh, minimise uh, disruption in the retail uh, in the retail district in the lead up to. In the lead up to Christmas, we know that it'll be disruptive. Uh, the George Street work itself um, will uh, kick off early next year uh, and will be uh, done by early uh, 2024. Uh, it, it's a it's a significant amount of work, and and what has um, often been lost in the debate about what we put back after we dig up the streets is that, uh, as well as uh, doing the the redesign of the main street, we're also re- replacing. Uh, the ancient water mains that lie beneath, uh, so that we can, you know, re- uh, renew and, and repair our assets in a planned and coherent way, uh, rather than waiting for them to fail spectacularly, which would be incredibly disruptive uh, for uh, for uh, our community and for businesses in the area. So uh, it's a it's a big project, um, but it's scheduled to to finish early in 2024. So uh, we should get used to the notion of having uh, orange cones aplenty for a couple of years at least. Uh, in in that regard... Um, yeah, and, and that was going to happen regardless of the decision we made last week in terms of what it looked like when we were finished because you, know, you, you can't drive down a, a street while you are uh, digging up the water mains. We'll look forward to keeping the eyes on the prize. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? To keeping an eye on uh, on how this will eventually look, because for a while it will be very disruptive. There will be uh, some obstacles for us to get around as we negotiate our way through the city, while some very major project projects are going on right in the heart of the city. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it's, um, it's um, the, the goal for us has always been to uh, finish this work uh, in advance of the. the New Dunedin Hospital construction ramping up because both of those things uh, happening at the at the same time um, would be uh, would be challenging. Um, but and and that is I mean, that is certainly still uh, the goal. Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins always enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the awesome morning show. Before you go, what's on the agenda for today? Uh, today I have a, a meeting with um, my, my local government New Zealand's colleagues uh, and uh, no prizes for guessing what will be on the agenda of, of much of our discussion but uh, there's, a, there's a lot happening in, in, the, in the local government 
uh, sector dealing with legislative reform and, and now, um, as you say, the, the resurgence of uh, COVID-19. So uh, looking forward to some uh, robust discussions about how to best navigate those. Well, good luck with those discussions. Thanks for joining us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Kia ora, This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.